Welcome to the Love Works Here podcast. I'm Sean York. I'm Hannah Gorham. And this is episode six. We're going to talk about pillar four of the York framework, which is... A higher purpose. Yes. The fourth and final pillar. The fourth and final pillar. Before we talk about the foundation and... The yeah, there's more to come. Yeah, that's, sorry. <laughs> A little anticlimactic. But uh, how was your week? It was good. Let's see. We had beach day. We talked about that last time. We took a lot of I'm photos. I'm looking a little more tan, that's why. Oh, okay. Yes, break room photos are updated. Instagram shows a little bit. At, at Loveworks Here. Loveworks Here. There was almost 100 people there from both stores, and we were there till I don't know. They closed it on us. Yeah. 10 p.m., I think. So today we're going to be talking about a higher purpose, and this is important, man. This is the reason people... Show up every day. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And there is a war for talent out there, low unemployment, and it's hard to get good people. And if there's not a reason for them to show up and stay, the, the they'll go somewhere that it feels like there the, is. All the incentives aren't, aren't going to help out if there's an, a, you know, something waking them up in the morning that say like, there's a reason to be here and I'm part of something big. So we're going to talk about that. And more importantly, we'll talk about the things that we've done that didn't work so that we <laughs> like can always, so that we can cut to the chase of what we feel that does work. So, episode 6, a higher purpose. I love my job. High volume, fast food, 160 employees. It is a pressure cooker and it gets crazy. But I truly believe that it's possible to build a business where everyone loves their job. It sounds impossible, and when I first started this business, it was. I'm not the extrovert or the social butterfly. I'd rather be building systems and crunching numbers on Excel. But I decided to stop making excuses of why I couldn't and start utilizing my love for systems to build a better culture. Today, I call it the York Framework, but it's really just a collection of systems designed to make a better workplace and make people happier. I'm going to share all the mistakes I've made so that you don't have to make them. And we'll look for new problems to solve along the way. I'm Sean York and love works here. So it was back when I first became an operator, I said, you know, I heard that you have to have core values. And so that's like a requirement, right? Yeah. If you're in business and you don't have core values, like that's, what are you even doing? Yeah. I didn't go to business school, so <laughs> I've never, I've never actually purely off rumor, but I heard that you had, so what I did is I just went, I think I copied someone else's. I made these cards. And so I had core, core values on these cards and I don't even know, I think I copied also someone else's like mission statement, which was probably world-class service with hot food served in a clean environment. Like, I mean, it was just like any fast food place <laughs> ever. So we had those and they had to put them in their pocket and it was like, you have to memorize them, but nobody did. And I think it's worth noting. I've never even seen or heard of one, so it couldn't have lasted too long. No, they didn't. I, they were laminated and it was sad. <laughs> and then uh, I think like probably five years later, we came up with another one and it was a little bit different. It was actually when we started doing the whole culture thing after, you know, reading after visiting Zappos and stuff. And it was like, OK, I, we did away with the core values. They didn't even last like six months. So I came back after I visited Zappos and I was like, OK, core values. They are all about it. if you go to Zappos, like everybody knows the core values. And I'm like, man, I am I got to get I got to get back on this like. And so I redid the core values and said, and I met with the leadership team and we all came together and said like, what do we all agree on? And we agreed on these core values. And then I went back and I don't know, I did them again. I said, we're going to memorize. And they, they didn't, we didn't, nobody memorized. It was just me again. 
And the thing about core values is usually it's like the person driving it is the owner of the business. And every time you write them down, you kind of put your heart on the line. And you're like, I know these mean a lot to me. I hope that they'll also mean something to you. And when they don't mean anything to anyone else, it hurts a little bit. Probably from 2014 to 2018, there's at least four or five years where as much as I had been talking about culture, we didn't even have core values on the walls. Because it was like, you know what, let's let's dwell on these things that we know, we, you know, breaking records and all these things. And I've had failed attempts at, at core values. So I just didn't do them. In 2018, right, we had been running two stores for a while and we went to the Chick-fil-A seminar and they talked about, you know, finding your why. Of course, like I think that that's for the last five years, like any business seminar is there's the word why is thanks to Simon Sinek, <laughs> the amazing guy. But so anyway, we I left there going, OK, OK, for real, for real this, this time. time, this time. So it started with me figuring out who I am and. I said, okay, let's just start there. And so it was really like this journey of this find your why. And we actually got the find your why book. We went through it and everything. And that yielded some pretty interesting things. And it's kind of a fun process you go through. But we for sure hadn't landed on it yet. But I hadn't. And I think even with that, I started coming up with stuff. And I remember it was like, all right, Hannah, what do you think? And then you would just say, do you really believe this? <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't that harsh. I wouldn't have written it down if I didn't believe it, you know. But again, I think it came back to these were my thing. These are coming from me, not the team. And I think that's such a common thing just as business owners is we're going to write down the stuff that matters to us, our business results. And so I, was, I just said, I'm not going to speak for the team. Let's just figure out who I am first. Let's start there and just speak for me. And so as we started to go through there, really, I think it, it led into the Enneagram. One of my favorite projects. Yeah, the Enneagram journey. And that was actually really revealing. And so we did a whole, we'll do a whole episode on, on yes. our, Enneagram, <laughs> our Enneagram journey. And we actually did a whole like Enneagram book of everyone's profiles and a lot of fun. But we'll talk about that another time. But I will say that I learned so much about myself through there. And it was exciting because I, I felt like I finally knew who I was. But also, I have been expecting all these things of the team that are like Sean York things, you know. And once I figured out who I was, then I could say, okay, like I'm going to come up with my own set of business principles, like my core values. These are like just me. And once I satisfied those, then I said, okay, now let's figure out who the team is. And, uh, but I will, but I will tell you, we'll, we'll go through like my principles on the next episode, which will be accountability because I'll lay those out and I'll, and essentially it was, if you're going to be in business with me, these are, this is what I will always be this person and this will never change. The business will come and go, things will, will change, but I like I am not going to vary from these things. And it's your so, world and we're living in it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just who I thought I was born. So but anyway, we'll we'll talk about those, but they shape a lot of the business, but they aren't primary motivators for the team member. They don't wake the team member up and say, I want to go to work each day based on my principles. So 
so yeah, we'll talk to those, but man, it's been, I would say it's been a really bumpy ride trying to figure out, like refine down, like who, who I am, you know? And, but that was so, so important. So I would say any business, you know, leader, if, if you haven't, you know, done the Enneagram, I can't recommend that enough, (laughs) but there's so many good resources out there that I don't know. I mean, you're a huge fan, right? I am a huge fan, but it's true when you're in the business you are absolutely shaping it whether we like it or not whether you like it or not the owner of the business is in some way influencing how it's run what things are important so the more that you know yourself the easier it is to later go and say this is this is why this is this way because i am this way yeah but how many times did it was i like does not everybody think this way you know we're over here no we don't no and and i'm like no you do but you know you're just you know you just don't know it yet (laughs) and so it really was like so eye-opening to say like wow i am uniquely different and i need to i need instead of saying like this is how you know everybody thinks it's no it's just you um but there are some things that are shared values that we do agree on. And that was, once you know who you are, then you start to know, okay, well, what things do we agree on? And what, what are shared values? When you know your number, or you just know your personality, and I know mine, and they know theirs, the things that resonate between all of us, that's how we know we've landed on it. Because it's resonating with all of these people who all think super differently. So ideally, these core values should be something that anyone on the team can take a look at and say, like, that's totally us. So finding those was a little bit of a challenge, but we'll walk through that process now because I, if we had to do it over again, this is, I think this is what we do. We yeah, talked, we know where we'd start this time. Yeah. We talked about in the last episode, culture statements, and we touched on it really lightly, but essentially having everybody in the business say, this is what the business means to me. This is what Chick-fil-A means to me. And essentially what they're going to write when you, when you say everyone has to write it, you can write it's anonymous or not. You would think that they would say, oh, it's a good job or whatever. But typically what they end up saying is their favorite thing about the job. And it's really powerful to know everybody's favorite thing about the job, especially when you can start connecting like, wow, the majority of these people all believe in this. And that's really powerful. Now you know what motivates them. Now you know what wakes them up in the morning. You can say, okay, let's build some core values around that because obviously we have these things in common. And it's something you can do tomorrow. Yeah, it's seriously. I mean, it took, you can, in within one week, you have everybody's culture statement. And like I said, if, if you have if, a small business, if they want to be, hour. yeah, you can, if they want to be anonymous, they can. But if you have a small business, <laughs> sorry. No, you can't. If Frank, we all knew that was you. <laughs> and so, so from there, like core values. So how do you find core values? Now, before we even talk about how to find them, let's say they already exist. Whether you like it or not, like our goal as leaders is to articulate them because they already exist. Now, if I didn't have them for five years, they were still living out. And the reason we know that is every time you fire somebody, it's you are firing them because they violated your core values. And so, you know, a, a unique exercise you could do is go into a business and say, you know, write down the last 15 people that you fired. Not the people that quit, but the people that you actually said you parted ways with. And give me every reason. And if they said, uh, well, this person, man, he was just so lazy, you know. Okay, so being... Interesting. He just never gave his best, you know. It's like, okay, so giving your best is something you probably... Somebody write that down. Some, is something you, you value, uh, is it? 
And so then someone else says, man, this person was so negative and they always gossiped about it. And it was just, it seemed like they never, they didn't care about anybody else. Okay, so maybe taking care of each other or, you know. So there's some things you can, you can figure out. And, and I would say they're pretty universal. They really are. Like if you went through 10 different businesses, you're going to find, you know, common core values that exist everywhere. The question is, is it corporate speak or is it like straight from the mouths of the employees? And the culture statement gives you the power of saying, you know, let's talk about work ethic. What are the team members value about work ethic or, or giving their best. And I know for us, I started digging up, you know, reading through these with the, with the lens on of saying, what do they, what do they think about giving your best and seeing, I love this job because it challenges me to be my best or, and you start, okay, there's one. Okay. What else are they saying? And so you start to see those things and, you can kind of articulate. And I think I, what I did one time is I, I said, here's the core value and here's three different culture statements that back it up. And that's pretty powerful too because you can tell the team members like this, I just, I tried to articulate the best I could what you were already telling me. And I don't have to worry about like, again, putting my heart out there and what do you think? This, but it's Yeah, they told it to you. Yeah. And so that that is a way to get core values, to, to, to dig them out. The culture statements are so important in that. They all have this in common. So let's build something. This is powerful. Let's build something off of it. And it's at this point, I will say, if there was like the first thing I would do in a business, it's do these culture statements and find out who your team is, find out what they share in common. So from there, it was, okay, I'm going to come up with a motto and this is kind of like my heart on the line. It's like my art, and I hope they like it. But I finally had the confidence to say, no, this came from them. And Do you remember so, that one time that you tried to fit Oasis into our... Oh, my. <laughs> there were a lot of iterations of who we are as a team. Yeah, and I think I, it was awkward. <laughs> we're like an oasis in like a... We're a bright light in a dark world. Or like we're, a, we're like a, a cold in a hot like you know like we are this thing that draws people you know like you actively avoided the word home for a little while like when we were left of our own devices like no no you know i did and because it meant so much to me like i always felt that that was my that was my me interjecting what i wanted i wanted it to feel like home but did they and it wasn't until like i really started digging in and, and, and again i talk about systems and i talk about data but when you see such a high percentage that, you know, that data set, you know, is like there's such a high percentage of this word. Well, the data is telling me that this is statistically, this is the right way to go. This idea of regardless of what I thought the business was based on my values and my likings and all these things, what the team was telling me was they are a team that feels like family in a place that feels like home. And that was the best way I could articulate it. But I just, was that really, was that just me? Was that my interpretation of them? So I said, I'll do a survey. And so this is another system and it's another tool. And we call them like raving fans. And these are people that have been around for 10 years. This was like pastors of churches, uh, business leaders, entrepreneurs, like people that I knew in the community that knew good business and they had been visiting us for the last 10 years. 
you know, what do we do well? Why do you keep returning? And a few questions like that. There was probably five questions. One of them was, when we are at their best, when, when my team is at their best, how do they make you feel? And here's what I was hoping for, to get back something that was so compelling. Like, I thought that they were going to say, you make me feel loved or you make me feel like valued, you know? And then I could go back to my team and be like, guys, regardless of what we feel, this is what we're actually doing. This is why we're here. This is why, like, yeah, this is what, this is the impact that you're having on people. And I think that's very important. It's very important to connect their work with the actual impact. And so I hope for something good. And I hope for like the word love and, you know, like all these, you know, value and important. You make me feel important and you make me feel needed and wanted and, you know, like valued. All these great things. And I got none of those things. (laughs) And I actually, I remember getting him and saying, I'm a little disappointed in like the level of this, but it's interesting because the customers were saying the exact same thing that the team members were. The customers were saying at your best, you make me feel like I'm at home. You make me feel like I'm part of your family. And once that hit me, like, man, I I couldn't believe like what was happening is the things that they were saying in their culture statements were traveling over the counter and reaching into the dining room and it was being felt by these people. And I thought that was so like profound, but we had to, so now I kind of said like, you know, we got to do something with this. So of course it comes, we're a place of a team that feels like family a place. that feels like home. And what are we here for? Well, what are we already doing? Making people feel at home. And that is, you know, every business is, let's, let's come up with a purpose statement or a vision statement. And I will tell you, your business, it's already living it out. What are you doing at your best? That is your purpose, you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter if you've named it or not. It's already happening. All you, The best thing you can do is articulate it well. But I think as business owners, what we do a lot, we say, what are the results that I want to get someday? So someday, I hope that we are perfectly accurate, perfectly hot, perfectly clean, perfectly friendly, and perfectly fast, like all those things. So I will put all of those, I'll somehow cram all of those into one statement and hope that I can hold people to account, uh, accountable to that, you know? And it's like, sorry, <laughs> but everybody wants to do that. Nothing about that is unique to you and your unique culture. But when you start to ask the customers, what are our, what's our current impact on you? Then you start to know that's who we are at our best. That's what our team actually does at their best. And when you can articulate that, and I always talk about putting it on a flag, you know, as business owners, we have a flag. And if we just put the stuff that matters to us, well, and we raise that flag, they're not going to follow it. But when we, when we say like you write something down and man, it's like, you just, you just drew their portrait like man that's so me oh my goodness you just captured it perfectly and you put that then they'll go i'll follow that anyway actually give me the flag i'll run with it you know so it's so important to say like whatever your core values and and this statement is that it comes from them and it is them at their best and it is already written on the walls of your business and the team will tell you if you've landed the, the team will tell you if, if, if you hit it. Just ask them, is this us? And 
if you've got it right, they'll just look at it and they don't have to say anything. They'll just like, wow, that's totally us, you know? Yeah. And the crazy thing is even as like your actual team changes, it still stays a lot the same. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if you've got it right, they, they're, they're pretty timeless, you know, like a good, good core values are pretty timeless. Cause they're all like, just like the, the, this framework is human, basic human needs. Like the core values are, it probably comes back to, you know, these things that have been around a thousand years, you know, <laughs> I'm guessing <laughs> that has been episode six. Pillar number four. Pillar number four, a higher purpose. And once again, if any of this was a value, please let us know by sharing that in the podcast review. That helps out a lot. And so, rate, but only fives. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but also not kidding. <laughs> so, but also if you are part of a team that is trying to implement some of these things, share this with the rest of your team. Make sure all of them are listening because if you are all listening to the same things change will happen much quicker so that's it thank you hannah thanks john no we don't end like that okay <laughs> thank you for already reviewing those yeah are really those, encouraging guys yes we have gotten some reviews that have like ugh, that's, higher purpose for us yeah this is our higher purpose <laughs> that's it thank you for listening take care of yourself and be well mm-hmm.